87%, yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something, why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session. All right, we're live with Mark Kohler. And let me just tell you, if you have been concerned about what the elections are going to mean for you from a tax standpoint, from a financial standpoint, whether or not you're going to be able to afford to survive in the coming economy, now that the election has happened, we're going to tell all right here. We're going to have a conversation with Mark Kohler. He's my personal tax attorney. This guy's not just some CPA out there. He's not just some attorney out there. He's a CPA and an attorney which is double trouble. And let me tell you something, this guy knows how all this stuff gets impacted. And we all know, look, you vote Democrat, you know, they're probably more likely to raise taxes. You vote Republican, they're probably more likely to cut taxes. And regardless of how you feel on social issues, it has an impact. And this last election, people are wondering, you know, am I now that you know it looks like the, the the Republicans have kind of gained some momentum in the House and the Senate? Does this mean now that we're gonna save a bunch of money and we're all gonna be rich? Or <laughs> Does this mean that, well, maybe not so much, but here's what we need to know to make sure we come into 2023 getting the most out of our 2022 uh, tax returns as possible. So Mark Kohler, super stoked to have you here. Uh, and I just got to say, before you say anything, I got to share this. Guys, here's what you need to know about Mark Kohler. Nothing else about Mark matters other than this right here. Check this out. When I started using Mark, I had a very highly skilled CPA, did a great job for me, super expensive, super high end. Everybody raved about him, yada, yada, yada. The year I started working with Mark, I doubled my income and my taxes went down just a hair. Why? Because this man's the freaking best <laughs> tax attorney on the freaking planet. He knows yeah. He knows how to do it legally, ethically, and to make sure that you stay out of trouble. So I've got a bunch of questions. I want to talk about 14-day rule. I want to talk about STRs. I want to talk about cost segregation analysis. And I want to talk about this tax thing, the, you know, this whole election thing. So, Mark, take it away, brother. Wow. Wow. Thanks for that awesome intro. I love your energy. And it's an exciting day. Woo! The morning <laughs> after. The morning after. Um, I, think, I think half the country is saying, oh, my gosh. And the other half of the country is saying, oh, my gosh. Like, they're all freaking out right now. Yeah. I mean, so as a business owner, uh, it's good news. And the reason why, let me be, it's not as clear as clear cut as Republicans lower taxes, Democrats increase taxes. It's never that clear cut. What it is is about the little subtle policies. When the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was passed, hate or love Donald Trump. Don't worry about that. Heck, Joe Biden used an S-Corp the year before he came president and killed it. I loved it. I've reviewed his tax return multiple times. He's got rentals and an S-Corp. People, that's what I want you having. So don't worry about that, except 
the big tax cuts and jobs act that was passed it's going to start expiring and it already is the cost segregation and the bonus depreciation starts getting chipped away starting january 1st in six weeks so if we were all hoping for a republican congress senate that way we get these certain tax benefits extended so it's not like anybody's going to increase or decrease your taxes is that, hey, as a real estate professional, I can take better write-offs. And that helps you. People, freaking the real estate lobby is one of the best in the country. If they're not in the top three, the NAR, National Association of Realtors, kills it for you guys. Do you think the Dems are listening to NAR? They're not. Mm -hmm. So I know you may hate the Republican social position on certain issues, but it costs you. And that's cool. You're, it's your choice. It's a, it's, it's the Democratic yeah. Mark, I love where your head's on that because I really, I, th I think you're right. I think, and by the way, Mark and I aren't taking sides here. We really don't care. It's, it, well, I shouldn't say that, we care. But really what it's about is you just want to make informed decisions. And when you're voting, you just need to understand how things impact things. And I get it, man. There's a lot of social implications on both sides. There's a lot of financial implications on both sides. And look, luxury has a cost. Social choices have a cost. Like, you know, us being able to do certain things in our lives has a cost. So, you know, you just got to decide where that balance falls for you. That yep, said, yep. Mark's going to explain what you need to do right now, based on what's going on, what you need to do to prepare for next year. And let, so let's let's jump right in. So I love this bonus depreciation and cost segregation analysis. Now we talked about this a little bit at Business Strategy Mastermind Conference, and it's a unique benefit that full-time real estate professionals get to take advantage of currently, right? And so let's we can we need to define awesome for points, yes. <laughs> right. And so so correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll probably get this wrong, but I'd like you to be very clear with us on this. So if if I am a full-time real estate professional, so I work more than half of my working hours and a minimum of a total of 750 hours a year or more doing my rental properties or in the business of selling real estate, uh, you know, a qualified real estate business under the IRS then I have the opportunity potentially to take this bonus depreciation uh, where, as an example, I can do a cost segregation analysis on the rental properties I bought and they can say, okay, instead of depreciating this over 27 and a half years, we can depreciate some of the stuff faster uh, and we can take that right off today. Am I close? Yes, you're very close. Okay. And, um, and this is where uh, uh, I need to clarify a few things. This is good. <laughs> Yes. Um, the if you're a real estate professional, it's not carte blanche that every piece of real estate I buy, I can depreciate the hell out of it and I get a great write off. There's a second there's a second test, and it's called material participation. Now I'm going to give you the seven. I, there's seven tests. I'm going to give you the top three ways. It's actually number one, two, and four are the easiest ways to get material participation. I've sat in the IRS Service Center across those metal tables with hot lamps in my face, <laughs> trying to help a client who was a broker with 27 rental properties. And they argued, you're not materially participating. What? Yeah. He was a real estate professional, but they said, you hire property managers for all your rentals. You have to materially participate to take the loss on those rentals. It is a second test. Now it's generally easy to qualify, but you got to go in with your eyes wide open so you, cause you might have a fight on your hands. Okay. So hold on now. So you're saying not only do we have to pass test number one, which is what I explained, but then we also have to pass test number two 
which is you've got to materially participate. So if you're hiring property managers for all these things, chances are you may not qualify for this deduction or for for the when you say chances are you may, I, I would say there is a chance you may not. So let's go through the test. Yeah. Now, why I bring this up too, is many of you out there selling real estate, maybe I've got doctors and dentists and lawyers and accountants. We're trying to buy rentals in the next six weeks. Right. Because if we can show that we materially participate in a short-term rental, even if we're not a real estate professional, we can take those losses too. So hold on, even if you don't qualify under the first litmus test of 750 hours, 50 plus uh, percent of your working year, even if you just own these rental properties, yep. and you manage them proper, personally, then you could potentially participate? Yeah, potentially. And here's the trick. Uh-huh. Just, this special carve out is only for short-term rentals. So, oh. if, so, if, so let's, let's make this easy for everybody. Okay. If I'm a realtor, I'm a broker, I've got long-term rentals um, and I've got short-term rentals and I go out and buy them before year end. In the year I place them in service, let's say right this year, some of you bought some, you can ramp up the depreciation with the cost seg analysis only in the year you put them in service. You got to do it the year you buy them. And then I can take all that extra depreciation and wipe out my 1099. So your high producers, they may pay zero tax and they can wipe it out with cost segregation. Now I got to back up there. So, so before we go forward to this, cause I got a deeper question. So if, if I've done that and, and let's say I have more of that depreciation that I can deduct than I need to offset my taxes for the year, can that carry over that? Can that deduction carry yes. over that? Yes. It carries very forward. Yep. Very it carries forward. Okay. Okay. Now we still have the rule that you have to materially participate in the long term and the short term. Okay. So that's and- both long or short, short term. Yeah, well, that's a great question. There's a lot of debate. I've been to some of my tax conferences. I go to the most boring tax conferences for you people. And the big debate is, is um, can you count material participation with both of those classes blended? I think the argument is if you're a real estate professional, yes, you can take all my long-term and all my short-term rentals. If I can show I material participate as a whole, I'm going to get that rental loss pass-through is because I'm a real estate professional first and I have an easier way of materially participating. I still need to, but it's an easier to qualify. Now, stage two, you're out there as a realtor and broker and you got six weeks. You got a high income earner that you need to call up and go, hey, did you buy your short-term rental this year yet? No. Do you need the write-off? Yes. Well, I got this sweet property over here on XYZ Drive. It's already zoned for Airbnb. It's already furnished. Let's knock this out. Now, they need to make a good economic decision. You're never going to lead someone astray, but there could be a good tax benefit for that dentist. Let's call him a dentist. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not a real estate professional, but because it would qualify as a short-term rental, I can tell you the rules, if it's a short-term rental, all they have to do is materially participate in their short-term rental business. So if mm-hmm. they have three short-term rentals or one or two or whatever, they say, I materially participate, even though I'm not a real estate professional, mm-hmm. it's a backdoor strategy where they can cost seg and take all those losses against their dental income by buying a short-term rental. So not only, here's the takeaway, you as realtors and brokers can benefit yourself with a little more lenient rule, and you can go out and make more money selling mm-hmm. these short-term rentals okay. to clients. Okay. So first of all, wow. Second of all, I want to come to the next, well, second of all, wow, again, and then let's go to the third thing. So, so, so here's, so let, let's, let's say that I have that short-term rental and I'm a dentist. I have the short-term rental. I get to do the cost seg on that. I get to do the, the, the bonus depreciation on that. 
Um, can I now, because it, 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 if I've got other long-term rental properties, I would assume now that I cannot do the same thing with those because they're long-term and I don't qualify for the back door. Correct. Okay. Even though I qualify for it on that one. Now let's go a step further. We get the real estate and the real estate agents watching. You guys are in freaking great shape because guess what you get to do? You get this easier way in on your short and your long-term rentals. Again, if you qualify under those standards. Now, what if I am not a real estate agent, but I am a real estate investor. I've got a bunch of real estate properties out there. So how, how, how does that work for them? What do they need to do to qualify to be able to take bonus depreciation? They're a real estate investor, not a real estate professional. So they're not a real estate, licensed real estate agent, but they are a real estate investor. Okay. The, um, that would be the dentist again. See, either you're either you're a real estate professional, you got the 750 hours, and in my full-time occupations in real estate as a primary owner. Uh, as, as, well, now, hold on, but does that need to be a licensed real estate agent or can it be a full-time investor? Oh, you never said full-time investor. Okay. Ah. <laughs> what if All I'm spending right. 750 hours a year or more as an investor? Yeah. So here's the, the rule. To be a real estate professional, two-part test. Okay. I got to put in 700, and it's both, going to be both. Okay. It's 750 hours of real estate that year. So you can't say, well, I prorated it. I started in October. I've averaged 750. Nope. You got to hit 750 for the whole year, which is about 13 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Number two, my primary occupation needs to be in the real estate industry. I could be a general contractor. I could be a realtor. I could be a broker. I, I could be a coach. coach. No, because I'm no strategies. I'm not. I know. I know. Teaching real estate or te- that's being a teacher. Okay. I have, to have my hands on transactions. Man. So if I'm managing my rentals or I'm getting commissions or I'm building real estate, Loan officers can qualify if you're not W-2. It's like your own brokerage. But um, so okay, so hold on, hold on. You said loan officers can qualify. Mm-hmm. And so owners of brokerages could qualify, but but not, not if, rank file. What's that? Not the rank and file. You have to own 2% or more of the company you work for. Got if, it. Yep. So independent realtors, independent loan officers, brokers. Now, an engineer may say, well, I'm an engineer doing real estate, or I'm a plumber, or I'm an electrician, I'm a drywaller. Doesn't matter. Nope. Only the general or the realtor broker or managing your own rentals, doing your own fix and flip. So a full-time investor, when you add that word, okay, that's your primary. Well, I'm a dentist 20 hours a week, and then I manage it. No, no, no. Can't pull that. I'm a W-2 and do real estate because you'd have to prove that you do real estate more. I think you get into a hard time there. But anyway, those are the two part tests. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So hold on. Give me that again. So part one is? 750 hours, 13 okay. hours a week. Part two is? I'm in the primary occupation of real estate. Now, if you're a part of Club Wealth, boom, check. But you may have clients that are on that bubble. Now, this is where it's a great husband-wife strategy. The wife may have the corporate job and the husband's the stay-at-home dad managing five rentals. Done. If he qualifies, they both qualify. Love it. In a married couple, you've got one with the day job and benefits. You've got one managing the real estate. Match made in heaven. That's why I'm setting up a website called Mm taxmatch.com. And I take that and I match it up with your income. And people love it. I like that. It's Tinder for tax people. Like, yes. it's, this yeah. is great. Like, it's just, it's, hey, I want to get better deductions. Who can you connect me with? Like, yeah. let's, let's they don't it. show pictures of themselves. They show pictures that are 1040. It's one. Perfect. No, it's great. That's great. And they got to f- declare whether or not they're a, uh, a full-time professional. professional or not. So I'm going to hold conferences next year. We're just going to do a, a synergy conference. Yeah. We're putting chiropractors and realtors in the same event. It's going to be great. 
Dude, that's perfect. What you ought to do is you just ought to be like, it'd be like speed dating, right? Like they'll just go from table to table every five minutes and they got to just, they got to hold their tax returns and their real estate license. Done. That's great. I love it. All right. So bonus depreciation. Now, in order to get that bonus depreciation, let's assume that you qualify. Now we have to do what's called a cost segregation analysis. We do that cost segregation analysis on the rental properties that we own, which is where a professional goes out. They figure out, you know, hey, this is how much is the appliances. This is how much is the roof, the structure, the whatever. So they can figure out what can be deducted, what can't. That gets sent to your accountant or your tax attorney, assuming you're using Mark Kohler like you should be. And then Mark and his crack team of, of professionals go through, they take that analysis and they apply it to your tax return and they get you the deduction and you're in like Flynn. Am I right there? Is that about it? Yes. The only thing I would add, all of that was completely accurate. I would add this, getting the right cost segregation company. Yeah. A trick. Now, yeah. I, I was just at my, we just held our two-day real estate tax summit in Austin. And I, I freaking was going to bring it to you today and I couldn't find it. We've got two, there was on a note, it, there's two cost segregation companies that specialize in single family home rentals. They've Perfect. got a streamlined method. It says they're $500 per property. They You upload pictures and a description of the property. They don't even have to come out physically. So Love they, it. they drive down the cost. It's totally affordable. You get your report. You're off to the races. You can Google around and find those. So it's not like send it to me, and I'll tell you what I'll do. Anybody that wants it, if you if you just uh, private message me on Facebook, then I'll get you that information and put it in the comments. Actually, let's do this. If you want that information, put it in the comments of this post right here, and then I'll come back afterwards once Mark gets me the information, and I'll get it sent out to each one of you. Uh, and so, okay, good. This is great stuff. So. Now let's assume we've done all that. And now we've got this rental property. Now there's, I, I want to talk about the 14 day rule. Real quick. Okay. Now hold it before you introduce oh, 14. Let me throw yeah. this out for yep. all of you realtors out there that you're doing your posts, you're doing your weekly newsletter, doing all the club wealth strategies, knocking doors, working it. I put a link to my most recent article in the last month on short-term rentals. That's a great article to blast out to your people. So if you have high income earner clients and they're looking to buy a short-term rental, this article, uh, Mike, uh, Michael, if you can copy and paste that into the chat for everyone, on that, right that, now. Would, that would be really helpful for you. And it's a great little marketing gig. You know, send it out to your peeps. Say, hey, I've watched this online presentation with a tax expert. The short-term rental may be a good fit for you. Even if they don't take advantage of it, you're edifying yourself. You're showing them you care. You're showing them that you're educated and your clients will appreciate it. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And most, let's call it what it is. Most people aren't having this discussion with their clients. Most real estate agents aren't informing their clients of this stuff. And we're not asking you guys to become tax professionals. What we're asking you to do is have the conversation, stimulate the interest, and then get them connected with Mark and let his team do what they do and save them the freaking money. Uh, but don't try and to give tax advice. That's not what we're asking you guys to do. We just want you to be aware so you can tell your people, hey, there's some options out there that can save you tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on your tax returns, depending on your income and your, your potential uh, uh, bonus depreciation uh, that you should be taking a look at. Uh, and yep, so yep. that's great stuff. I love it. Okay. Uh, 14 days. 14. So, so let me, let me give the myth really quick. Cause I, I let me, let me throw this out. Okay. Everybody likes to say, Oh, well, I'm going to rent my house to my company for 14 days a year. And I'm going to get this big tax deduction. Uh, and so I have two questions. Well, actually we got a whole bunch of questions. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the first question is, does it have to be my personal residence or is, is it even good if it's my personal residence? And then the second question is, what if I want to rent 
either my personal residence or a second home to my company. Uh, and I want to do it more than 14 days a year. Go ahead, Mark. Okay. This, and it helps everybody put this in context because you'll never forget this. It's called the Augusta rule. Mm -hmm. And it started in Augusta, Georgia, because the PGA tournament has the masters. And when people show up in Augusta, it's a small town and everybody in town would leave, rent their home for $50,000 for two weeks to some big corporation in New York. The private jets would fly in and just stack up at the Augusta airport mm -hmm. and people would make a ton of money in two weeks. So if it was, so they were able to petition the IRS back in the day and say, if it's the uh, Olympics, 2002 Salt Lake, wherever it is, you can rent your home for two weeks to anybody and you don't have to pay tax. The IRS is like, you know what? It's a pain in the butt. We don't want the paperwork as part of the Paperwork Reduction Act. Mm -hmm. So this is where it all came around. That if you want to rent your home, you don't have to claim it as income. And whoever paid you, if there's a business purpose, they get a write-off. Okay. So, Very interesting. Yeah. So if you have a business and you have a legitimate business purpose for renting your home, you can rent your home for a fair market value of what it would cost to rent a hotel space or something in the, in the area. You don't want to get too greedy. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. So mm -hmm. let's say the same space might cost you two, two grand a day at the Marriott down the street. You're like, okay, I'm going to rent my home for two grand once a month, uh, every four weeks, whatever it is, 14 days a year. And um, you get a tax deduction in your business because you were going to pay Marriott anyway. Mm -hmm. And then you, as the homeowner, don't have to pay tax on that revenue. Now, the catch here is to be legit. So mm -hmm. this means you should have a very well-established procedure for who's coming, what's the event about. You should be taking roll or, uh, you know, I <laughs> say roll like you're in school, but you're going to take a register of everybody that showed up. What did right. you sell? If you have a transaction that closed because of that meeting, take mm -hmm. note of that. You mm -hmm. need to show that you're conducting legit business. This is not uh, St. Patrick's Day party. Uh, this is not 4th of July. This is not Thanksgiving. This is not Christmas Day, people. This right. is not your Super right. Bowl party. Make right. it legit. And yep. then it's okay. It's okay. So, And that's and that's whether it's personal residence or even you could, can you do this with a second home? For example, well, you know, I the the interesting thing is, um, if you and I, I'm going to backpedal on this because Mike, you, Michael, you and I were talking before the show. Mm -hmm. The reason why the IRS allows this is it's because your person, it's your personal residence, and it's not already on a tax return. It's not already a rental property, right? I I actually think that if this um, you tried to pull off the 14-day rule on a property that's already a rental property, mm -hmm. the IRS is going to say, you're not saving us paperwork, send it over. Instead mm -hmm. of renting those 14 days to Tom, Dick, and Harry, I mean, just mm -hmm. to Tom, Dick, and Harry, you rented it to yourself. We don't care. So I believe I'm going to, I'm going to be careful on this, pro this call too, since it's recorded and out there, I'm going to hedge and say that 14-day rule is on renting your personal residence exemption not a 14 rule day rule exemption on a property that's already rental. Yeah. So basically there, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to make sense that the tax would just carry over. Right. So I'm, I'm still going to take that as revenue for me, you know, uh, my STR. It's a wash though. It's a wash. It's a wash. That's exactly right. Because it shows up as a business expense over here. I'm showing up as income over here. It's a wash from that standpoint. Um, but it allows me if I want my company to be able to rent that property, to be able to do so. Now, I guess the place where this gets complicated is what if it's a, and this is this, I, I hate to throw this curveball at you, but what if it's a second home that I do not rent out? 
Okay, well, I got a better idea too, before we go to second round. Yeah. The cool part here is, you're going to love this. Uh-huh. The flip side of the 14-day rule, there's a there's a second side of the coin. Okay. Everybody, what do you just say? You can take your personal residence, yep. rent it 14 days a, day, a year and not claim it as income. Right. The flip side applies. You can use a rental property of yours for 14 days or less. Oh. And not have to pay rent to yourself. And it's still 100% rental. So the flip side of this is I can say, oh, I have an Airbnb and my company's going to use it for 14 days, but I don't have to pay rent and make it a wash. I get to use it for free for up to 14 days and I still get to call it 100% rental. So you're writing off the expenses of the Airbnb for those 14 days. It's still 100% rental and you get 14 days of free use. Wow. So, but, so I guess the, the, so the, what that does is it does, it means that we're not kicking it out of the rental category. So it gets to stay as a rental on from in terms of the IRS, but also we get to claim those expenses. That's the big kicker there. Yeah, we get the depreciation. That's yep. right. Now, if you use a, an Airbnb for more than 14 days for yourself, yep. it's not hundred percent rental anymore. Gotcha. Now you're jacking up your cost seg. You're not getting yep. the full flow through. So yep. keep the use of your Airbnb to 14 days less. Last so, yeah, that's actually really important because a lot of people are buying, you know, properties in second home markets and they're saying, Hey, I'm going to use this one or two weekends a month. I'm going to rent it out the rest of the time. Hey, mm-hmm. that guy has to now calculate how many, you know, what percentage of time he's using it as a, per, you know, for his personal use versus for rental use. And now that counts against his cost segregation. It counts against all this stuff. That, that's a pretty yeah, big it's deal. more than 14 days. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Okay, if, now yeah. here's, the, here's the next loophole. This people, this is why you pay for a tax lawyer. We kick ass for you. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Fix up days don't count as personal use days. So if you're out there, make sure you bring a hammer and, and pound some nails in while you're there. That's right. You're but going again, to- it's got to be legit. Yeah. I mean, you look at Michael's Airbnb in Maui. I mean, yeah. when he goes there, you know, he's yeah. just working on it the whole time. Yeah. So that's, those okay. aren't personal use days. Yeah. It's still yeah. Fun. I mean, I might not be wearing a shirt, but I'm working on it. I mean, yeah. hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love I mean, you can hold right. a hammer and hold a pina colada at the same time. Exactly. Right. right? I, I feel bad for everybody who's now picturing me without a shirt and a pina colada in my hand. Yeah. All right. So that said, all right, let's, 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 come this is, first of all, this is awesome stuff. Now, what about that instance where it's a second home and um, you want your company to use it? And I want my rent. company to use it and I want my company to pay me rent for whatever period of time they use it, but I don't use it as a rental property the rest of the year. 14 day rental rule. You're good. 14 day rental rules. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, if I have my personal residence and I have this second home, do I get 28 days or do I just get 14 total or is it 14 and 14? <laughs> I think you'd have 14 days on each. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I would I would err in favor of thinking that's probably the case as well. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is whenever you think it makes sense, it's the other. Yeah, but, right. Um, but no, I, I'd go with that. I'm good with that. Okay. I'm loving this. This is great stuff. And by the way, for those of you that have questions for Mark, type them in your chat. And I see that Brian Margolis is watching and uh, had mentioned that uh, he wanted us to send him those cost segregation companies. So once Mark gets those over to me, uh, Brian, I will go ahead and add those into 
uh, the the comments here and uh, make sure that you get a hold of those. So thank you for for your comment there. And anybody else that wants the list of the the super cheap uh, cost segregation analysis companies, uh, and five. But let me tell you right now, five hundred dollars uh, per house is cheap. I paid a lot more than that, uh, and uh, I wish I would have had this conversation with Mark before I did that. Oh, so. Uh, all right. That being said, uh, Mark, what else do we need to be aware of this year? I know your time is short and I want to be respectful of your time, but tell us what what else do we need to be aware of right now for our 2022 tax returns? Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, first of all, I want to compliment all of you for sticking it out in this live. I know Michael always delivers great content. You have to be the captain of your own ship, people. Yeah. You, you can't expect your accountant to call you up. You don't, It's not worth paying me the thousands of dollars that when I wake up in the morning, I call Michael and tell him what to do. Michael engages in this. He listens to my podcast. He reads yep. my newsletter. So um, I'll give you a couple of quick tips, but I will say this. I'll be holding in December my annual webinar live, free to all my clients and followers on the, on the web and on my newsletter list. Uh, where I go through 20 plus year-end tax strategies. I'll be holding that between Thanksgiving and Christmas. If you're on my newsletter list, you'll get a ping. Mark's doing his webinar, da-da-da. You've got to make sure those aren't going into your trash. Um, go to markjkohler.com and you can sign up for my ultimate tax guide, 30 strategies, it's free. And you'll get a ping every time I do an event like this. So be prepared. That'll be an hour, hour and a half between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And you're going to want to make sure you, when I announce that, that you're available for it. And by the way, Mark, before you keep going, Mm -hmm. one of our coaches, coach Virginia Corbett, who to my knowledge is the number three listing agent on planet earth this year. That's a pretty big deal. Go for you. Go Virginia. We're proud of you. Uh, You're killing it. Uh, That being said, uh, coach Virginia said, Mark, the book you gave me at business strategy mastermind conference was awesome. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. And you know, um, it doesn't mean I appreciate Michael saying call Mark for this and that. I will say this, um, our accounting firm, the growth struggles have been uh, difficult. Michael knows that. And I'm con- the bane of my existence is being able to produce uh, accountants that because accounting firms are so difficult to manage. Yep. So what I'd like is that making sure that you're two things, that you're taught these principles so that you can manage the accountant you do hire, that you're bringing up these topics, you're talking about them. If your accountant says something different than me, you need to get a third opinion and say, you know what? Wrong. And I'm building a network of CPAs starting in January with my own membership site, training certified accountants around the country. That'll be available soon. You'll be able to find an accountant near you that's Mark Kohler trained. I'm so excited about it. Mm-hmm. The second thing is though, my law firm, Oh, we are a fine oil tuned machine. We can get you within a tax attorney within two weeks or less. You can spend an hour to two hours looking over your return, implementing your year end strategies, building your trifecta, and you walk out the door ready to hand this on a silver platter to your accountant. So don't feel like, I know some of you maybe hired our accounting firm and you're like, uh, Mark, they were hard. I, I get it. I get it. But our law firm, we're a freaking machine. So set up that console as kkoslawyers.com. That'll help you too as you go into the year end. I love it. And by the way, Virginia also added to this, uh, and I took your advice, Mark, and bought another rental two days after Business Strategy Master. I love it. Virginia. Uh, we love people that buy rental properties. Listen, guys, this is you need to be building your wealth. And there is no better vehicle for building wealth than investing in real estate, period. I don't care. There's nothing else out there that even remotely compares, nor will there probably in our lifetime. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's it's highly unlikely that there will ever be anything that can predictably 
and duplicatably compete with real estate as an investment vehicle. Uh, and so I, I, I just, I hope that you guys are, are, are getting some rental properties out there. Yep. Here's the book too. I have a whole chapter on why buy rental real estate. This is a great book to give to your clients as a gift for Christmas too. Because you're saying, hey, chapter on real estate, I'm there to help you implement it. And so the tax and legal playbook, you can get them on Amazon, um, Very over hundreds of five-star reviews. It's um, so helpful. Okay, here's a couple quick last-minute tax strategies. Here we go. Number one, I'm just going to rattle off a few of these. Uh, these will be on the 20 that we'll go through on that webinar. Uh, number one, make sure your S-corporation payroll is dialed in. All of you realtors making more than 50 grand a year, you got to make sure you meet with your tax advisor before, um, and you can't wait till January to do this. You're going to be scrambling and you're going to jack it up. And you, everybody thinks that mysteriously happens that your payroll is going to happen. It doesn't. By jo November 15th, our firm closes the door. We cannot do any more payroll after November 15th. It's too busy. You're going to end up with paychecks or ADP and telling them what to do. And you don't want to be telling the ADP what to do. Yeah. Um, number and two. by the way, Mark, on that, on the payroll piece, guys, there's a formula and Mark has kind of this secret formula and I don't want to, we're not going to go into it because it's <laughs> too, too complicated, but it's not as simple as some people would say, well, if you make this much, then you should have, take this much in payroll or, or there's a percentage or something. That's not the way this works. There's a, there's a scale and it kind of moves and Mark knows how it moves. And it's, you got to, it, there's a lot of factors. It's not just how much did you make? And so be very careful about, you know, taking some advice you saw online about, well, you should make sure you're getting paying yourself at least 25% of your net income. That's not necessarily true. So make sure you're checking with Mark first. Go ahead. Uh, number two is, and Michael hit it already. If you can make sure you buy a rental, uh, if you've got you close, if any of you are already shopping, one's under contract, do all you can to close by December 31st. Uh, number three, you're going to consider a cost segregation analysis. You can do the cost seg after the end of the year. But you, but have, you to have to have closed on the property and put it into service this year. Yeah, put it into service. is Most CPAs are like, hey, if you close and you say it's, you can even start pre-renting it. You know, as long as it, before you even close, just say, I've, I got an ad out, I'm looking yeah. for rental, it's in service. Just well, I was just going to say, that was the question is what dictates in service. And as long as you've got ads out there, it's in service. That's right. Um, number of uh, four, if you're not buying a rental before you're in some, you're like, Mark, what the hell? Six weeks? I can't even have the time to go find and close and yada, yada. I get it. Um, make sure you're funding your personal solo 401k. Now, for those of you that are brokers, and I met many at Mike's work, Michael's workshop that um, have employees. If you have employees, you've got to go with the safe harbor. You can't implement it now before you're in. But any of you that do not have any full-time employees, many of the realtors and brokers out there flying solo, you can do a solo 401k. Month of November, we have for a $100 discount, $900 for an hour consultation with an attorney, set up your solo 401k. You don't even have to fund it till next year, but the write-off is this year. But you have to have it set up by December 1st and it's self-directed. You could buy real estate in your 401k. So that's a big one. Next is getting your kids on payroll. If any of you have kids under age 18 or over age 18, you can't just say you paid them. You actually have to pay them. Yep. So you need to do an analysis and find out what have I given them? And you have to follow the right procedure. There's a whole chapter again in here in the book on this, making sure that you pay them not directly out of your S-corp, and never 1099 them and never W-2 them. And gosh, we had this problem with your kids at one point. Your accountant was like, what the hell? Are they from Mars? Mm -hmm. And we had to unwind it. And we got a refund of like eight grand. It was freaking yep. insane. 
Yep. So I hope you don't mind me sharing that. You've no, I think it's great. Listen, I'm a I'm an open book, man. I just want you if you guys can learn something that's going to help you make more money or save more money by by learning from my mistakes, then no. let's go, man. I'm all for it. Oh, so, no. It's hard. But the good news is I got Mark, and that was and that's that. But that's exactly my point. Is you know by getting Mark. That was just $8,000 of the money that he saved me that particular year by switching to him. And it's been so much more than that. And it's not, it's not any fancy dancy. Let me try and cheat the code. It's no, let me use the code the way it's written and follow it to the letter and take every deduction that we're legally allowed. Yeah, totally. And your family should be a part of your credit. You should be holding a family board meeting next yep. family board meeting uh, during Thanksgiving or Christmas. That'll be a huge tax write-off. I want any travel you're paying for during the holidays to be a write-off or any travel you're paying for family to come to you because they're not coming to see you for Christmas. They're coming for a board meeting. That's what you're paying for. Mm -hmm. Um, Next, health savings accounts and health insurance. The uh, enrollment deadline is December 15th, everybody, for a plan that starts January 1st. Now, many of you, again, independent realtors and brokers buying your own policies. Whether you go through the Obamacare or the healthcare.gov, go through your state exchange, go through an, I go through an independent broker. They can also get through you through the exchange if you qualify. But here's the point. If you want a health savings account, you've got to purchase it before December 15th. So it's implemented January 1st. So next year you've got an HSA. And I have clients that love the health savings account. It's a huge write-off again. And if you don't implement your health insurance before year end, you're going to miss out next year. So you got to be thinking again a year away. This is how rich get richer. You're thinking in a a long term. And I know it's hard, realtors. You're so good with people. You're so good at sales. And doing these number things drive you crazy, but it'll build your wealth. Love it. Um, So health savings accounts, Roth conversions. Any of you that have some old IRAs or old 401ks from an old job, I love chunking. Uh, that's not from Chunk in the movie Goonies. I do love Chunk in movie uh, in Goonies, Steven Spielberg's first major movie. Um, but what I want to do is chunk at your IRAs. I want to take your IRA and start chipping at it. So I look at what tax bracket you're in, and this is what you could do in a year-end consult with one of my tax lawyers. Is you say, I think I'm going to make this much money, and they'll go, Oh, but you can you can chunk 10, 15 grand to Roth before you go up 10 more percent in your bracket, let's use that bracket. Let's exploit it. Mm-hmm. And then if you're adding a solo 401k, we know that it's going to drive your income down. It allows you to chunk more. So there's a sweet spot in how much payroll you take, your mm-hmm. solo, your chunk. How much do I pay my kids? Am I going to pay my spouse? Mm-hmm. It's an art, people. And if it we is. do it right, we're going to save you 20 or 30 grand on one effing phone call. Yeah. So don't complain about paying five or 600 bucks for an hour. Yep. If I don't save you 10 times that we're screwed up. Yep. That's how powerful it is. And you say 10 times. I'm, I mean, listen, for if you're a high net worth or a high, a high, let me rephrase. If you're a high earner individual, it's a lot more than 10 times. Let me just tell you. Uh, and so Mark, I can't, there's some. All right. Well, let's do this. I want to be respectful of Mark's time. And uh, and then, uh, so I, I, we're going to let Mark go, but before Mark, before you go, I'm going to wrap this up and then you and I are going to talk privately on the, on the back end of this for a second. Uh, but uh, I guess I got, I got another. Question. Yeah. I know Michael's like, okay, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm taking advantage of this, but, uh, but that being said, if you would like uh, to know how to get a hold of Mark, uh, if you go to uh, the link that I posted in the, in the chat, 
for markjkohler.com, how short-term rentals are taxed. You can go there. That'll take you right to his website. Uh, you can also go to, there's another one, is kkoslawyers.com, kkoslawyers.com. But uh, do me a favor and just keep typing your questions for Mark in that chat, and I'll happily uh, convey those to Mark, and we'll see if we can't get them answered for you. So that being said, everybody have an awesome day. And uh, don't forget, for those of you that are real estate agents, tomorrow uh, we have our uh, monthly challenge. We're going to be talking about team building. I've got four of the most uh, highest producing team uh, team leaders in the country. Actually, five of them are going to be sharing everything about how to structure a team, social media and branding for a team, uh, onboarding expectations. Virginia Corbett, who was just chatting in with us in here, is going to be one of our speakers talking about onboarding expectations and accountability. Kyle Robinson, ISA agreements, employment agreements, all this other stuff. Listen, you guys need to be there. It's free. Go to clubhealth.com forward slash challenge, clubhealth.com forward slash challenge. Uh, and I think we've got like 500 people registered for this thing already. So uh, jump on there and you're going to love it. That said, have an awesome day, everybody. And we're peace out. 87%. Yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something. Why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just want to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you want to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you want to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you want to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something. You need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session.